Welcome to another episode of the Stir It Up Podcast. We got a fun-filled show for you this week, people. We got a summary of the Apple Kino with TTJTech.net. Matt Volbridge, we chatted up about what we liked, didn't like, or what was disappointing about the keynote. Of course, we got... We're going to wrap it up with Sports Talk with OJ. But coming up first, we got the new segment called Food for Thought. Enjoy the show. doing this is cliff miller dropping by with food for thought this food for thought segment is going to be geared towards those who have lost loved ones i pray that you can recover and be happy that your loved one has gone on to a better place it's 2019 and i think it was 2016, yes, that I lost my younger brother to muscular dystrophy. He had been on hospice for a year, had a trinket in his throat, was confined to a bed for pretty much the last year and a half of his life. It pained me to see him that way, but he could still respond to us. I used to sit by his bed and talk to him and hold his hand and he would squeeze my hand and let me know when he agreed and disagreed. He was he was a he was a gentle human being. He could argue the best of them down. I told him he should have been a lawyer because he never quit until he won. And he would argue you down till the cows came home. That's just how he was. But you know what? He was my little bro, and 90% of the time he was always right. Um, but yes, losing a loved one, especially one that's close to you that you have a good connection with, is never an easy thing to do. His birthday is this month on September 29th, and it's it's always a hard day for me, but at the same time, I'm glad he's not in pain anymore. I'm glad that he's off with the angels who carried him off. And he can run and jump and play and talk now. Some things he couldn't do the last five years of his life. Um, this, like I said, three years ago, this coming October that he's been gone. The one that I most feel for is my mom. No parent should ever, ever have to bury a child. And unfortunately, she had to bury one of her babies, as she would say. And I'm her oldest. He was the second youngest but 
she loved us all the same. She raised us to all be strong and take care of ourselves, respect other people, be honest, but at the end of the day, always make sure you look out for your family. Those are things that she taught us and that all five of us learned well. She also taught her sons how to cook and clean for themselves, so in her words, would never have to depend on a woman to do it for them. <laughs> she was she 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 still tells us that to this day to be strong and never give up and always always count on Jesus. Rest in peace, Maurice. That was my brother's name. That was my food for thought for the day. All right, that was our food for thought segment. Up next, ttjtech.net joins us to break down the Apple keynote and what we liked, what we didn't like, what we're going to buy, if we're going to buy anything. Enjoy. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Good. So, the Apple keynote is in the books and we got a few things to talk about. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I guess you can start, and then I'll fill in the blanks because I lost internet during the keynote, so I might not have caught as much, even though I read up on some articles and filled in some of the blanks myself. And oh, there's some okay. things okay. there were some things that I learned from the articles that weren't in the keynote. So then we'll pick up that after we go over what you did see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, it uh, it was services that dominated the first portion of the keynote it uh, started out with a discussion of apple arcade which is going to be available live starting next thursday for 4.99 a month we kind of knew that price point already or at least we had heard rumors of that price point um and then apple tv plus which kind of was a shocker to a lot of people because the pundits had that one at 9.99 a month but apple's only going to charge Four ninety nine a month for that, and that's coming November the first. Uh, that, so those that two- one, that price point, kind of didn't surprise me, based on the fact that Apple only has about three or four shows, and I don't think you could justify, even though they have stuff coming later on down the line, and we don't know how far down the line. But I don't think you could justify nine ninety nine just for three or four shows. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting move. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's a very interesting move because it actually puts them. Uh, just a few days and a few dollars uh, uh, short of uh, or, or ahead of whatever you want to say of Disney Plus, which is of course November twelfth. Uh, so yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, six ninety nine um, versus four ninety nine. But in Disney's defense, I mean, they've been around for over what fifty years, and they got a lot of content that they can make available to us on day one. Well, yeah, and and. You know, both of them will increase over time. But with Disney Plus, we're talking every Disney movie ever made eventually. Right. Um, I bet you they got some movies that you and I both have that's already going to that's going to be there that we don't have to search for anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 
So that was uh, that was the first portion, and then the uh, the first uh, piece of hardware to be discussed was the iPad. Of course, they have now uh, introduced the 2019 7th uh, generation iPad, um, mostly the same specs as the 6th gen, the same processor, uh, the same connectivity, basically. I think the same camera system, if I'm not mistaken. Looking at the specs, it looked to be about the same camera system anyhow, from what I could see. Uh, still using, you know, Touch ID home button and everything. So the major differences with the iPad 7th gen versus the 6th were that the 7th gen offers a slightly larger 10.2 inch display instead of the 9.7 inch that was uh, supplied with the 6th gen. And of course, that's going to mean more pixels. It's going to mean a lot probably to some folks who, you know, would would benefit from that. Uh, the other feature is the smart connector, which again, I, I don't know of too many people who would necessarily say that that is a singular uh, reason to upgrade from a 6th generation to a 7th because there are other plenty of other keyboard options, of course. Apple has uh, the Magic Keyboard, and they also kind of, uh, I wouldn't say partnered with, that probably would not be the term that Apple would use, but they certainly have pushed the um, Logitech Slim Folio. Uh, and let me stop you right there, because I did see an article that said that Slim Folio or that uh, Logitech has already announced three keyboards, one for the classroom and then two for the general public. So they're already ready. So they're already going to do that as well. Plus, then yes. Apple will have its, its smart keyboard. Uh, and so on. So those those were the two differences in that iPad and, and the big difference in this point. And the big difference in Logitech keyboard this time around is I think it's going to be using smart connector instead of batteries. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to me that Logitech went the route they did last year. Anyway, now the sixth generation, uh, the, the the keyboard for the sixth generation version, the Logitech Slim Folio, that was kind of cool because it even though it didn't use the smart connector, it used uh, replaceable battery, so you didn't right. have to worry, you know, just every few years. But what does the uh, the iPad uh, Pro version, Logitech Slim Folio Pro, use? Is it is it USB C on that keyboard to charge? Yes, it, it is, and it's, it's it says it lasts for three months. But I got mine back in April when they were first released. Of course, I was so excited because it took them so long to make one, and I was almost giving up on them. As you know, I ordered that um, the bridge one. Um, I can't yes. remember the exact name of it, but I ordered the bridge one made by another right. company. And right. then when I seen Logitech say that theirs was finally coming out, I canceled that order and got the Logitech one. But yeah, um, I got it back in April and charged it up when I first got it. It was probably already charged, but I plugged it in overnight anyway. And it just died on me for the first time yesterday. And that's what, April, May, June, July, August. That's almost, that's over five months. And as you know, I use my iPad for everything. So. That's what I was going to say. And, and we should point out for the folks that, that Trainer Cliff uses his keyboard for navigation as well. We always call him the keyboard king because he uses <laughs> the, you know, in, in place of a lot of gestures, he uses that keyboard. I mean, yeah, he's not writing a novel, at least that I know of, but he's using the not keyboard. Yet. For, not, <laughs> <laughs> but but plenty of other things by doing those extra keyboard commands. So that that's impressive battery life there. And yes, that's also is. a very nice looking uh, I got to hold that thing at the Tech Summit this summer. And that is, that's genuine leather, I think, right? And the, Yes, it is. And the other thing about the ones coming up is they um, they tout that there's a place for Apple Pencil and Apple Crayon. So Because you know how the Apple Crayon doesn't fit on 
the current iPad Pro keyboard, but which I always found kind of funny. Yeah, the one, the Logitech <laughs> makes the crayon, and yet that crayon is just a bit too snug in there than I would like. I mean, right, you can, you can but, force it in there, but I'm not sure that's a good idea. <laughs> exactly. So, but this, you know, the the ten point two, they they advertise a place for the crayon or for the, the crayon or pencil. Yeah. Now, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but this ten point two iPad still is not going to be compatible with Apple Pencil two. That is my understanding. It, it's still going to require the use of the Apple Pencil first generation or, of course, the Logitech Crayon, which, again, if you are, there's one feature, just in case we have any interested listeners out there, there's one feature that the, the Apple Pencil has that the Crayon, now I'm talking first gen Apple Pencil, one feature that it has that the Crayon lacks, and that is pressure sensitivity. You have to change settings in your software to adjust the pressure of the Logitech crayon, whereas you can physically do it with a pencil. The harder you press, the the more you know pressure it, it applies. The result is different. That's the one and only feature. And so I feel like for most people, especially if you've got a family, uh, you know, kids using it. Certainly, if you're in a classroom, the Logitech crayon really is designed for that kind of use. Plus, it's a few dollars cheaper. That's not knocking Apple at all. The the pencil, I love the Apple pencil. It is great. It's it's sleek. It's a nice device. But I mean, this crayon, given the fact that the tip does not come off without a tool, so it's not uh, going to you know run the risk of somebody doing that as easily. The um, you know the bottom has a, 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 a an attached cap on it instead of a removable cap, and uh, you, you know just some some features like that um, that make the crayon very appealing for use in casual environments where you know you, you've got like i said kids or the classroom things like that right right and i'm glad you brought the ipad up because hey, people don't know but you actually have the sixth gen you actually bought it because it was announced in the chicago keynote back in march of 2018 and initially you dismissed it as an afterthought because you said you know whatever it's just a new ipad but when the price was announced that's when you became more interested it really is because it was a very modest upgrade from what i was already running a 9.7 inch ipad pro and uh about the only thing that really was going to change was the processor from an a9x to an a10 fusion uh, but it really was impressive to me. And then I got a deal through Sprint. So I got a cellular model. And that was really in the earthly sense. I mean, I give God the glory. I believe he's the one that, you know, brought it all together. But in the, the earthly sense, that was really the factor that kind of began our journey into offering all these free classes because we kind of felt right, Apple right. has really revolutionized something all over again by offering this amazing price, which is still going to be the price point of the seventh generation, three twenty nine for new. Uh, and I remember I, I ordered my wife and mine literally probably like two two or three weeks after you back got yours. Back. So. Yes, yeah, yep. So I'm assuming since nothing has changed except the size, pretty much that you're not upgrading to the ten point two. No, no, I, I don't have any plans to at this point. The 9.76 Gen is doing a fantastic job of meeting every need that I have and, and a lot more. So, yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure Jessica would agree with me on this one. You're 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 not an easy man to satisfy to begin with. So what is it going to take for you? <laughs> <laughs> what is it going to take for you to upgrade to the next iPad? I mean, is it, would it have to be something drastic? I mean, you're I mean, I'm not saying that something's wrong with your iPad, but what would it take for you to upgrade your iPad, the current one that you have now? That, that's a good question. It, it honestly really is. And it's interesting because I, I'm not sure of the answer to that. I mean, 
I I looked at the the iPad Pro that you have. And it is an amazing device to have Face ID, to have that extra screen real estate, to have four speakers which really do sound amazing. I mean, I heard yours, you know. But and 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 extra storage because I would be able to get, you know, 256 or 512 or I guess even a terabyte if I really wanted to. But then I when I looked at the price point of it and you know, not that I wouldn't be, you know, I mean, God supplies, I you know, it just I I don't know right now. You know, I guess probably the point at which I will upgrade this. I mean, I said all along. Now, of course, I've said this before and then I've changed my mind like 2 days later, but you know, I I did say when I got this that I'm going to try to use it for several years, and I think the 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 deciding factor for this one is going to be when it physically seems to be that it can't handle the operating system evolution anymore. You know, whether that's iOS 14 or 15, whatever version that is, we all know there's going to come a point either when Apple says it can't handle it or when even if it can it's just sluggish and it just doesn't right. feel like it it used to. And you know, that's definitely I mean, we're not really allowed to say much about the um the betas yet because they still are betas technically, but you know, I I I'm I don't there's nothing about iPad OS that makes me feel like I need a new iPad. Let's just say it that way. So, okay. that would probably I, be it at this point. And I feel the same way. The only reason that I moved from the one that you have to what I have now is because I love Face ID. And yes. um, you know, it plus the extra real estate and the edge to edge is another thing that sold me on it because there was a little bit of extra, you know, because there's no home button and there's no speaker that's taken up the, you know, front of the iPad per se. So that's that's what attracted me to it. Plus, God blessed me with a job and I was able to get that self, you know, that was I was able to get that for myself for Christmas last year. So right, that was one of the right. deciding points. But I'm not if I did get a, that 10.2, it wouldn't be for me. It would be for like kids to do homework on. But I don't need to do that because Apple's tied in with the educational system. And my two middle schoolers get iPads already. So right. if it would be for anybody, it would be for my elementary school age kid, um, Naomi, because she doesn't have an iPad. But you know, she's easy to satisfy. She has her XR, and you know that that does her just fine. So let's right. move on to the next thing right. that you that you did see. Because like I said, I think that's. I mean, that you're not going in order. But let's move on to the next item that you want to discuss. So I think uh, I think the next. Well, if we do go in order, I think the next one that they talked about was the. The Apple Watch, and then then the iPhone last, um, and, and the Apple Watch is the device that I do plan to buy right now. Now, of course, you know, let's just get one thing out of the way. There were a couple of announced, there were a couple of predicted things that were not announced. Um, Apple TV new model, 16 inch MacBook Pro new model, and of course these rumored Apple tags, which we have no idea what Apple's going to call them, but they're they're rumored. And none of those things made it today. Now that's not to say that they won't be announced sometime still this year, because Apple many times has had like an October media event. So we shall see. I would consider buying an Apple TV. I would buy Apple tags, whatever they're going to be called. I, I also am interested in the watch. But the funny thing is, the watch I'm interested in is the Series Four, because so what was announced on the Series Five was an always-on display. And so if you can see. This is going to matter to you possibly. Now, instead of having to lift or tap your wrist, you can glance over and see the time. Other things are darkened, and I confirmed that today um, with with Tim Kilborn, who joined the uh, the Zoom call after you left. 
Um, and he said that too, that it does darken the other stuff. So it's just going to show the time and, you know, maybe a few complications, but no, you know, privacy concerns or anything and no battery life concerns. And uh, this allows people to glance at the time like they would on any other watch, you know, without having to wake it up per se. Um, the other two new features are a compass and, and that's going to take place in a complication, an app and an, an API for developers to use. And then finally, international emergency calling in many, many countries on cellular model watches. This doesn't really, none of those features stand out to me as, oh, I've got to have them. But what it does do for me is it encourages me because I'm, I have a feeling that the series four will be discounted at places like Best Oh yeah, they, they've already discounted phones. I mean, the XR is yes, all the way down to four, that's right. I think 499, if I'm not mistaken. And Apple's going to sell the Apple Watch, well, they already are selling the Apple Watch Series 3 for $199. Now, let me ask you this question for both my benefit and for any other voiceover users that we might have out here. We know that the Series 4 Apple Watch got a processor overhaul to a, to a 64-bit processor, which is a big thing. But if I were to, in order to save a little money, or, or some of our listeners out there wanted to buy a Series 3, for 199 or whatever the next size up would be would we be disappointed would it be would it feel faster than our let's say series one or series two or or are we really make it would definitely not- it would definitely feel faster but i think based on what ios or watch os 6 is going to have you would benefit more with having the series four that's kind of what i thought too and you're yeah. right those are the only features i mean redmond pie who's very you know optimistic when it comes to Apple but they don't pull no punches when it comes to their disappointment and they were very disappointed in the the Apple Watch um, really five they were not happy with what Apple had to you know add to the watch I mean compass is great for you know people who travel or run marathons and things of that nature and I guess they're always on screen but I mean for a moderate up that I, if you if you have a series four I would say don't even waste your money personally yeah well you know it's like it's like tim said today on the call a lot of this is in the eye of the beholder a lot of it comes down to a person's individual perspective on it you know just like what we're about to talk about with the iphones there are going to be some people who are going to run i mean they won't be able to get them in their hands fast enough because of some of the changes that we'll talk about momentarily in the iphone there are other people who really aren't going to care I think this is what we would consider a modest year, but I don't use that term modest in a negative way. You know, I'm not saying anything negative about Apple and I don't have any, they're solid, solid product offerings. It's just that if you're up on the latest version already, you might want to hold off because there's rumors that next year will be the 5G year and all that stuff. So we weren't really expecting to be blown away by those kinds of things today at this event, I think. Unless you're a photographer. Uh, If you're a photographer, the iPhone, lineup is extremely impressive for you so to to let everybody know the 10r 10s and 10s max have been replaced with the 11 11 pro and 11 pro max and and to reiterate what you just said apple is no longer going to be selling the r the 11 or the the 10 the x or the xx max that's right they are going to still sell the 10r for $599 and Oh, yeah, the 10R, but the ba- both the XS and the XX Max and the 8 Plus are being, or not the 8 Plus, but the a, the 7 are being eliminated. That's what it was. Exactly. That That is correct. That's right. So the and I biggest... wish I had the article in front of me, but the, Julie Clover wrote a great article on Apple, Apple.com to, this afternoon that had 
the 25 greatest, uh, not greatest, but the 25 top features of the new i the 11 Pro and in 11 Pro Max. It's probably in one of it's probably my sent on. I'll, I'll try to find it here while we're talking about it. But yeah, there were some great things yeah. you pointed out too. There were. So there's a, a pretty long list, starting with all three of these models, of course, getting the new A13 Bionic uh, CPU. And I, Now, why I, didn't they put that in the iPad? I, I'm not understanding that. Well, I'm sure that the Pro models will get it the next time there's an update to the iPad Pro. But, yes, interestingly, the, the um, what do you call it, the sixth, seventh generation iPad did not actually get us get a processor upgrade at all it's the 10 a 10 fusion as it was in the sixth generation but again that isn't really a disappointment to me because i don't have any complaints about the way the a 10 fusion performs right um but i did there was a whole and folks if you're interested if you really are into this stuff you would do well to watch the keynote because they they brought somebody up on stage who talked pretty extensively about the A13 Bionic chip. It was a bit over my head, and it was a bit... I don't remember much of it. One of the things that did stand out to me, and I'm pretty sure you're going to remember when I say this, what he said, he said that the iPad 10.2-inch outperformed one of the high-end PCs that um, Microsoft uh, produces these days. Well, there's no question about that. And when the 6th generation iPad was introduced last year and when that A10 processor was first introduced, uh, they had talked about that then being as good as uh, as good as as desktop computers and better than some desktop computers, you know, and, and that, that definitely is true. We're talking desktop class there anyway. Um, A13 Bionic, however, is a whole new thing. And the way the what I do remember most distinctly from the onstage discussion of that was that it is the uh, the the fastest, the best performing, and yet the most energy efficient of any um, processor in a smartphone. It affects all of the coprocessors, the you know the GPU, the the motion copro, all of these different aspects are affected by it. It also has enhancements for machine learning, um, the neural engine. All of these things are improved and enhanced because of this. A13 Bionic, the way that it performs, the, the 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 amount of you know there was a lot of as I said it was a bit beyond where I <laughs> was yeah. at at that second, but it you know it, it is interesting to watch. So that's one of the key features in all three of these iPhone models. Um, the other major things, of course, if you one of the biggest things is that all three are gaining an ultra wide lens uh, camera, which which puts a dual camera system in the 11 and a triple lens camera system in the 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max. Those are the ones where photographers are just really going to go crazy talking about shooting multiple angles at the same time, talking about the night mode uh, for the camera, talking about quick takes in video. Uh, There were just so many camera features that were mentioned and the audience was extremely excited about them. And I was on Twitter at the time and just happened to get a notification from uh, I Justine, who's a pretty well-respected blogger and YouTuber on technology and so forth, and she was extremely excited about the features of the 11 Pro for the uh, photography. And I mean, that's what she does for a living. Uh, so it, you know, it's definitely going to be very impressive. Um, addition to that, Face ID is faster. They say uh, battery life is as good or better. Um, better, I think, in the in the 11 Pro and Max. Um, the, the Pro and the Pro Max are made of a, they have a reinforced stainless steel, uh, surgical grade stainless steel is the, that was the term, 
um, and and a very strong, you know, an even stronger glass, uh, some new Wi-Fi standards, faster cellular. Uh, you know, they're, they're they're very very solid. As I said, you're going to find people who are going to say, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal, and then you're going to find others who are jumping up and down about it. Me personally. This is going to be now. I'm saying this now, and I we'll, we'll see. But write this down. <laughs> yeah. This this is going to be a year that I hold off and wait for whatever they do next year. Not because I'm disappointed in what was released, but because I'm so happy with what I have, and I figure I'll put that money towards a new Apple Watch, possibly a new Apple TV if they do release one. And again, that's not because I'm disappointed with my current one. It's just that first of all, we need more in our house anyway. There's a couple of rooms that still have. No um, Apple TVs yet, so we need to do that anyhow. And with Apple Arcade, if they do release that, you know that would make sense. I'm glad you uh, brought up the um, the 5G and the um, stronger cellular. I did a dabble stream after I left Zoom um, to see if I could get a better connection over there. Um, basically saying, come in, talk about the Apple keynote. Did you like it? Not like it? Yada yada yada. Anyways, there was a guy that came in that claims that Qualcomm is having an issue with the 5G processor that they want to put in the iPhones. And the reason they didn't do it this year, and this is why, this is not, this is what he said. I don't know if any truth to it or not, but he said the 5G modems are energy hogs right now. And they're trying to find a way to allocate that energy so it doesn't, you know, kill your battery when you do use 5G next year. And that is something that's very, very important to Apple. And it's very important to the consumer, I think, too. And if, if you recall, going back, that's the reason. That was one of the big reasons that the the very, very first iPhone did not have 3G. It's one of the it's one of the big reasons that it took several years for Apple to implement 4G because they were or LTE because they were extremely concerned about maximizing the efficiency and you know not not making it so ridiculous that the phone was constantly hot and and you know draining the battery like crazy so that i there may very well be some some truth to what he's saying i don't know either but th- that definitely is plausible right so what's next on the dot i i i have to admit i was a little disappointed about the apple tv but like you i'm assuming and almost positive that they'll do an october keynote especially since the 16 inch macbook pro wasn't introduced today and that's definitely been talked about all summer right right Yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything they announced at the keynote. Uh, of course, you know the pricing and the availability dates, which we know the uh, the Apple Watch and the iPad can be pre-ordered today, and the uh, what do you call it? The uh, iPhones will be going available pre-order this Friday. That's not exactly true. I saw an article that said that you can go on Apple.com or the Apple Store right now and try to pre-qualify for the pre-order so you can see what your eligibility is. Is it like a reservation or something? Pretty much, yes. So oh, okay. I guess you see if you qualify. If you do, you get a reservation number, and then you have to go in at the time. I mean, you're not gonna say, okay, you're automatically gonna get the pre-order. You gotta. It's basically letting you know if you qualify, so you know if it's worth your time going in there on Friday morning yeah, I, at I eight think I've seen that. five o'clock right. Central or Pacific. Pacific, so. that's right. And that's an interesting move this year. They're not doing the midnight uh, pre-order. Um, Uh, you know they're doing this 5 a.m. Pacific and 8 Eastern. That was an interesting. That definitely yeah. makes it easier on me. I don't have to set an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> not not saying that I'm getting one because I'm not. I am not impressed. No, I'm not gonna say I'm not impressed. I'm like you. I'm happy with what I have, 
But yeah. Sherry, my wife, was definitely interested in the camera shooting capabilities 4k and the different angles and the fact that it takes nine pictures and puts it all into one and so i mean my yes, that was another feature i'm glad you brought that up deep fusion yeah what's called didn't they have a, a name of a software flick fusion or flick flick or something like that they they, they called the, the software that they're using with that there was something I uh, I can't even remember now. Yeah, yeah, there but was... my 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 Max is actually paid off. So if she really did want to get that phone because of the camera capability, and she loves taking pictures, so I don't doubt that she will. I have no problem, you know, trading it in and letting her get the new one, and I'll take hers. I mean, because they're the identical phone, just you know, one's white and one's silver, so it's not right. a big deal. They're both right. fifty six. So that's right. So yeah, that that was uh, that was the bulk of it, and then we of course found out afterwards um, the release dates for the software. And this is interesting. This is really interesting. So you know, there's been a lot of conjecture about this. So the first of all, the tw- the <laughs> the nineteenth, uh, the nineteenth of this month, they will release iOS 13 one day prior to the. Uh, in-store availability and the probably arrival date of the uh, first wave of shipments to the iPhone. The Apple Watch software, Watch OS 6, will also be released for newer models like the four uh, Series 3 and Series 4, but will be held back for the Series 1 and 2. And in addition to that, iPad OS, along with, they're already promising, iOS 13.1, which new developer betas were released for today, not public yet, um, is going to be released on September the 30th. Now, do you think then that's going to actually be iPadOS 13.1 as well? You think they're going to bring everybody up to 13.1 at that point? I think so, because I saw an article and I posted it to both our lists that there was a list of features that they held back on and our favorite well my favorite of iCloud sharing was on that list so all I gotta do is wait for 13.1 we'll be good to go <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice I do like that feature so then then we'll see uh, and, and and you know presumably TVOS and HomePod will be released either on the 19th or the 30th as well I'm assuming then. so yes we can assume anyhow yeah yeah um so, did you? So, what else did you, you see besides that? You, just the list of stuff that was held back. The dates, like you saw, the thirtieth and thirteen point one, um, the nineteenth. Somebody had originally said they thought it was going to be the sixteenth, but maybe somebody turned that number up the side down or something because I saw the nineteenth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, what is? I mean, is there anybody in your house that is? I mean, because you have sighted family that wants that camera. I don't think that there's anyone right now who will do the, I mean, I think they'll appreciate it when they do get a new device, but really all of us are on 10 R's now that have it. Um, and my daughter's still a little bit too young. We feel for a phone, you know, my son got it when he was 10 and, and she's not 10 yet. We kind of told her that was the age she'd love one. Cause they have a purple one this year, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, no, I, I think we're all pretty content, you know, and, and uh, just the Apple watch. We're, we're probably going to end up getting three of those over the course of the next few months. Cause my, oh, wife, the, uh, the series four. Well, yeah, something like that. Yes. Yes. You won't be disappointed. I mean, I had the three, 
to the four, so it's not a big change. But you would def- technically the last one that you own was a series two, so you right. will you will definitely benefit from going from a two to a four. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you get any side notes? Because you remember, there's always stuff on the side that Apple doesn't have time to get to. I haven't had anybody in the family watching the keynote with me yet. The only thing I did hear that was posted on, I don't know, Twitter, Apple Insider, somebody mentioned all the different platforms that the Apple TV Plus service will be available on. And of course, it's going to be in the Apple TV app for those of us that use TVOS, iOS, iPadOS. Oh, one thing we forgot to mention is if you do get a new iDevice this year, you will get Apple Plus free for a year. Yes, if any iOS or TVOS device that you get new from Apple, you will get a year of Apple TV Plus free. That's right. Yeah, that is an important one to mention. That That's a nice, uh, that was a very smart move on Apple's part because giving Definitely you a, a good marketing that, director that gives them people another incentive to buy a device. I mean, I don't mean, I mean, if you're getting the Pro or the Max, I mean, $1,300 versus 60 bucks, I guess it ain't, it ain't a huge deal, but. Right, um, right. Another thing that was mentioned today and back in June is you'll be able to watch, um, Apple Plus on the web, right? Yes, that was the part that I don't know that it was verbalized, but I I saw that afterwards on the web and I forget where else, but yes, it it does look like it's going to have pretty wide availability. Right, and they're already allowing people to log into um, I don't know how it goes, but on like certain um, TVs? Um, Yeah, there's I think it's, is it LG or Samsung? One of them actually is getting the TV or has gotten the Apple TV app. Right. Um, I think it's LG. Samsung, I know because I have a two, I have a last year's model and we got a software update a couple of months back and you're, it's supposed to support AirPlay too, but I haven't, and I, you know, I don't even have to say supposed to. It does because when I go to Roots Available, my Samsung family room TV is on that list. So there are also some TVs and I don't know if Samsung is one of them. I know that Vizio is maybe Samsung that also supports HomeKit in addition to AirPlay 2. And for those that support HomeKit, you can actually use Siri and say, you know, turn on my TV or, you know, switch my living room TV to HDMI 3 or whatever, you know. Uh, And that is something that I know the Vizio has done. I don't know who else. Okay. Okay. So we got the three new phones. We got the Apple Watch Series 5. We got the um, seventh generation iPad um, 10.2 with Touch ID. And you confirmed that it's still going to be lightning. Oh, that was another thing that people were expecting. I, I actually was kind of disappointed too. But I guess if they're going to do 5G next year, why not do USB-C then? But the new phones are still going to be lightning supported, correct? Yes. Yes. And, and I actually went on there and looked, you know, in the in the tech specs for each of those iPhones, and it does, they, they are still using Lightning. Now, the other end of the charger that is shipped, at least with the 11 Pro, is going to be USB-C for the first time, because they are shipping the fast-charging 18-watt uh, charger with the Pro and Pro Max. So those folks... Now, isn't I that think, higher than the iPad Pro? The, no, yes. the, the one, because that's, that's 12-watt, right? Yes, the standard iPad is is a 12-watt charger. Some of the iPads do support fast charging over USB-C with the uh, the 18-watt charger. Now, for our listeners on both our podcasts, because we're going to post this both places. Right. The 
it does the does wireless charging how fast is wireless charging i mean because i have one on every floor of my in every pretty much all everywhere i go i'm out the kitchen my room uh my, i mean my where i do my recordings at uh the, the bedroom the, the living room i think i have one on the front porch wireless chargers but how does this fast charging compare to wireless charging it i think it's significantly faster so my uh, the initial uh, releases of wireless charging in uh, Apple devices were, I believe, 7.5 watts. I don't know if that has been increased this year with the new devices or if it's still 7.5, but that's what it has been. So I'm assuming that since this is going to be available to iPad, I mean, I'm sorry, iPhone Pro users, 11 Pro, that will the XS and XR support fast charging i mean if we wanted to buy this combination for the our phones that we currently have i i believe that all of the 10 series phones support fast charging including the 10r uh if i'm not mistaken i know the 10 does because when i got a 10 i deliberately bought their 18 watt charger so that i could have the fast charging capability um, and it does make a difference. I mean, it decreases, you know, some time off of it. Not, you know, you're not talking about, you know, a full charge in a few minutes or anything. But I think, I think it says that it'll go from zero to fifty percent in about thirty minutes. Yeah, that's um, about, sounds about right. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I heard this right, but I think that the uh, iPhone, the 11 Pro presentation, I think they claimed we would get, or the people who have it would get five more hours of battery life out of it. Yes, I think they did. I think that is the number I heard, too. Okay. So, we're going to mark it down. Matt says he is not going to upgrade this year. We'll see what happens when Christmas rolls around and there's Prince <laughs> running a special that says you can get the phone free for a year or something like that. But based on the fact that T-Mobile and Sprint are in the middle of a merger, who knows what's going to happen. Yes, yeah. So, what do you think about... I mean, I know we're getting a little bit off topic, but I mean, we've pretty much covered the keynote. But let's right, let's, right. let's let's talk about uh, cord cutting. Ver- you know, with the streaming services, what who do you think is going to suffer the most with Apple and Disney launching their services this spring, um, this fall? I mean, well, see, I, I have a very different take on this than than I think anybody else that I've heard speak about it, and and I could be completely wrong. I mean, I'm not speaking for the industry and how they're going to respond or how consumers are going to respond but for me personally for my own family for our own viewing habits none of these services really compete with each other like the services that compete with each other in my mind are you know like uh playstation view versus hulu with live tv versus at&t tv now versus sling for example and i missed a couple yeah. i know if know. at&t but, makes another change over there they ain't gonna be well, no anyway, there's not much competition <laughs> there anyhow that's right that's right let's just call it what it is but you know to me i i don't put netflix i don't even put netflix in the same category as hulu because they don't offer the same content hulu right. offers current seasons with commercials unless you pay extra netflix is commercial free all past seasons if with with disney plus they're going to offer things that no other service offers and Apple TV Plus is definitely going to offer things that no other service offers because it's all original content. And you so, mentioned that on the uh, the live stream on Periscope earlier today. Hulu has stuff that Netflix has, and Netflix has stuff that Hulu doesn't have. I mean, they have right. their own original content. 
That's right. So I don't know. You know, I, I know that everyone kind of says, and like I said, maybe that is how the consumers will view it. And I'm just weird. I don't know. But I, I, I to me, it's not. I don't know as any of them have to suffer. I, I think that you will have. I think Apple's going to have an interesting go of it because they are brand new to the market. And what I what I often see, of course, and you and I have talked about this, is that people are so hard on Apple. And you know, when the iPad was released, there were articles about how the iPad was just a huge mistake and was not going to be, you know, anything worthwhile. And when the Apple Watch was released and the HomePod really, it was always the same. Now they always change their tune later. But right. I think I think you're going to have some people who are going to question whether Apple really knows what they're doing. Even though, if you look at the the, the information, they've hired the best in the business. I mean, they've right. spent billions of dollars on this. I think people will flock to Disney Plus if they have kids, if they have family, or if they're just a kid at heart. My barber the other day, I was with my son and I were getting a haircut, and he was super excited about Disney Plus because it. You know he he's he's grown up, but he still loves the Disney. He loves the Star Wars. He loves the Marvel movies. So I mean, it's it's a very easy decision. And the bundle now, the bundle is not. We talked about this on Periscope today. I'm not going to do the bundle because I get Hulu included with my Sprint plan, so I'm not paying that $5.99. I just get that service. And we don't really have sports fans in the house, so the bundle will include ESPN Plus. Hulu limited commercials and Disney Plus, all for $12.99. For me, that's not a benefit because the only thing I'd be getting that I don't have is ESPN Plus. But for someone who wants to have all three services and has to pay for them, that is a huge deal. I mean, yes, that, it is. that's yes, a it really is. amazing bundle. Some people think that Apple is treading in waters that they know nothing about with this live or not uh, this uh, Apple TV Plus. I have no opinion either way. I mean, they have right. the money to throw around. Well, you know, let them try it. I mean, some people would say that maybe they should stick to what they know, which is tablets and phones and computers. But I mean, if they have the resources, I mean, why not try it? I mean, you, you if you don't take chances, you get nowhere. So, well, right. And I think you know the one thing we know for sure is that the interface is going to be great. We already know the interface from the Apple TV app. We love it. We use it every day. It's a fantastic experience. And there's not any question about that. So I think the content is going to be the determining factor. You know, if there are shows that people can really latch onto that they want, and I think they've got, you know, they're they're trying a variety. I mean, right at launch, they're going to have uh, the morning show, which is the Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. They're going to have For All Mankind, which is like the new take on the space race. They're going to have this C drama, which is of course a you know about a a world. Hundreds of years off, where almost everyone cannot see. Um, they're going to have Peanuts in Space, which is a kids show. They're, you know, so they're, they're right off the bat. They're going to have, you know, a handful of shows that is a variety of genres and so forth. And so, you know, I, I certainly, I, I, I think they're, like I said, I, I agree with you. I, I don't really have any strong opinion either way. I'll, I'll subscribe because I know there's shows that we want to watch. I will, you know, I think the content will speak for itself. But what we can say, without any doubt, is that Apple is very serious about it. You know, I mean, the amount yes. of money they have put into it, the the people that they're hiring, they're serious about this. Now, Disney has announced that their episodes are going to come out once a week. What about Apple? Is there's going to be a whole season, or there's going to be released, you know, once a week, once every couple of weeks, also? Because that's one thing I didn't see. So I did see on. Uh, 
maybe it was cord cutters news or Mac rumors, one of those two. I did see what they were saying was that some of the shows would be released three episodes on launch day, followed by one episode a week, and then others. I think you get the whole season, if I'm not mistaken, right away. So it's going to depend on the con on the show. Okay. Okay. Well, anything else we want to touch on before we wrap this up? Um, I I think that's really the bulk of it. I think we've covered it. Okay. And with iOS 13 coming out next Thursday, for people who have not signed up for Dabble because they don't want to use their Facebook account, I have spoken directly to the Dabble marketing team, and they said once iOS 13 is a full public release that you will be able to use the Apple sign up where uh, explain that to them how that works with the Apple sign up with an email address right so so that we can we can talk about that because that was announced publicly on stage so what what this has to do with is is trying to come up with more secure ways for people and more private ways for people to sign up for services and you've all seen those social media you know sign in with Facebook sign in with Google kind of things well, now we're going to have sign in with Apple. All you will have to do is authenticate with Face ID or Touch ID, and you will be immediately signed in. It will not, you know, share any of your personal information. You'll get all the benefits of Apple's, you know, very strong stance on security and privacy, two-factor authentication, all of this stuff that we already know and love. Now, there are some websites and some services where they do request your email address. Apple is allowing them to do this, but you're going to have the option to have a random generated email, a random email generated for you that you've never used before. So you're not giving your personal email away and you can have a separate randomly generated email address for each app or website. So this is, I think, a phenomenal thing. And I, I remember seeing after the Worldwide Developers Conference in June where some you know, security research analysts were very excited about what Apple was doing with signing with Apple. Now, say someone body has two or three devices like we do how would they sign into this account that is using a computer generated email address on another device i presume that it will automatically be saved in icloud keychain just like uh just like the uh passwords that are automatically created for us you know i would think that it, it automatically saves that in keychain so when you pick up another device and go to the same app or the same site it will just know or allow you to choose, you know, and, and then it will put the random email address in there for you. For our new users, what is Keychain? Yeah, so Keychain is a, uh, a feature of iCloud available on all Apple devices that stores very securely and safely. We're talking 128-bit military-grade encryption. It might even be, I think that's still what they're calling it. And it is, they, they store all of your sensitive information, your usernames and passwords, uh, and then you access them with your touch ID, face ID, or your device passcode. It's synced across all of your devices. So no matter what device you're on, you can always access the keychain right away. In addition to that, it will let you know when or if you have passwords that you have reused. It will let you know when you have weak passwords, and it will even offer to create strong passwords for you and save them to the keychain. So instead of you having to come up with, because you know the whole thing with that is, we, we like to, to use the same password over and over, and we like to make it easy because that way we don't forget it. The problem with that is the easier the password, 
the easier it is for the 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 bad guys to figure out. And once you, if if in fact in the you know unlikely and unfortunate event that somebody would get your password, if you're using the same one on multiple sites, then they've got access to all of those sites. So you really do want to have strong, unique passwords for each website. And with iCloud Keychain, that can happen automatically for you. It'll create it. It'll save it in Keychain. It'll be totally random, very strong, meet all the qualifications of that particular website or app. It also works in apps that you install. And the other thing that Keychain stores, although you save it differently uh, than your passwords, but the other thing that it stores is your is your credit card information now that's not to be confused with apple wallet and apple pay they are different but if you have a website for example that does not accept apple pay where you need a credit card number you can have everything securely and safely stored except the the security code and um you just enter that and you've got the whole you know card number in there again it's across all of your devices and you can access this information if you ever do need to look it up and you can even share it with people if they're nearby you need to give a family member a password or something you can securely share that right from the uh keychain settings as well right so um so we are teaching a class ios on the to the next level is that what it's called uh, uh, ios at the next level yeah at the next level class is currently full but there are still couple of ways that you can get you can either subscribe to the blog at ttjtech.net see i get lucky every once in a while i get it right <laughs> that's where the blog is i messed it up once in a while too. <laughs> yeah. that's where the blog is where you can subscribe and get all the announcements notification uh, uh, materials when we post them um i'm a guest writer on there and i haven't done nothing yet but i'm a guest writer over there also i am going to be streaming live on dabble every monday at 2 30 central 3 30 eastern 12 30 pacific and 1 30 mountain i think i got it all right yeah i think that was right yeah um but yes that's that is the the most convenient way because the class enrollment is already closed you can get on dabble d-a-b-e-l it's an ios app only and you can you can view it as a guest but if you have a facebook account as of now that's how you sign up as of next Thursday, when iOS 13's full release is out, you can sign up with the app email thing that we just talked about a few minutes ago. So there are multiple ways to still get access to the material that we will be teaching every Monday through um, the Christmas, not Christmas, up until the Christmas holiday. Yes. There are a couple of different classes. We have uh, iOS at the next level. Um Give me the, the connected with the digital life. The uh, living, living the connected digital life. Living yes, the connected yes. digital life. That one's going to be all about um, cord cutting, Apple TV, iCloud, Keychain, uh, managing home kit, the, um, security devices, all kinds of great stuff. We have no, we have, we don't have the time right now to go over all that. But in the right. coming weeks, we will both post something on our blogs, podcast, and like I said, we're on Dabble every Monday at two thirty Central, three thirty Eastern, and the rest of them. You know, just, you know, follow by. And those streams are always available afterwards. So you just go to past streams and you can, you know, either or or you can follow my username, which is Phantom Shadow, and find those streams. But, Matt, you will be posting those links for those streams um, on the blog, right? Yes. Yes. All right. We've made a, covered a lot here. <laughs> yes, I think so, too. It was a good keynote, though, but I, I, I honestly can't wait for next month. I, I'm, 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 I want the new Apple TV. That's that's the one thing I'm excited about. Yeah, if they come out with that, that that'll be interesting to see for sure. All right. You have a good night. All right. You too.
All right. Thanks to TTJTech.net for stopping by to join us for the summary of the keynote. Up next is Sports Talk with OJ. Let's jump right in. Sports Talk with OJ. We got a lot to talk about, but the first thing I want to talk to you about is, you know, I don't put no punches, but I'm just going to call it what it is. Your boy, what you call him, AP, antics to get off the Raiders when he claims that's, I mean, why didn't he just have Pittsburgh release him in the first place instead of going down to Oakland and causing all that riffraff? Because honestly, I thought he was happy, but after after you know you know he wasn't going to the practices as far as playing you know practicing. But I guess after seeing the team and uh, you know realizing that Derek Carr might not be able to get him the ball like he wanted, he wanted out. And so that's why I think he did what he did. I mean, you like, know, it's, it's a better way of going about it, but. Right. I mean, because let's be honest, the things that he did, putting private conversations with coaches on YouTube and bad mouthing people to the press at practice. I mean, come on now. That's that's kind of childish. I mean, I would go to as far as say that was worse than what Kawhi Leonard did. I mean, Kawhi didn't do nothing like that, but you know what I'm saying? And I mean, let's let's even take it a step further. That that's even worse. His behavior was even worse than the great T.O. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know what? You know, uh Steve Harvey, I was listening to his show the other day, and you know, he had a, had some thoughts about this, and it kind of resonated with me. As you know, that you know, God puts you where he wants you, you know, and and as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, you'll receive the blessings. When you start to go against what God wants you to do, then those blessings start to fade, right? Look at, at the seasons he had in Pittsburgh. No other receiver has done that, you know. A thousand yard seasons for six straight years, you know what I'm saying? And a hundred catches, you know, no mind you, he, he ever about what 115, 160 catches or whatever between that. But that could go uh, along not. with a lot of things, though. Let's say, for instance, that receivers in Pittsburgh wasn't that great, so Roethlisberger used as used him as an outlet, or maybe he was just able to get open because the other receivers wasn't. How does he know that Derek Carr wasn't going to get him done? They never played. A, uh, he, he 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 didn't play one game as a Raider. So, I mean, how can you make that determination just based on practice? Exactly. I well, personally just, think, I it, just, I think it was just personally selfish myself. Well, well, all of it is being selfish. You gotta, you, you can't do this uh, kind of things that he did and not be selfish at some point. But what I'm saying is, is, um, you know, you gotta think about it. He had $30 million guaranteed in that contract. 
he goes from thirty million to nine to ten. Yes, yeah, nine, whatever, ten, I mean, whatever. The, I mean, the contract was for fifteen million, and nine million was a signing bonus. So that's that, that month. That month is guaranteed. The signing bonus. That's the only money that's guaranteed that you get. The rest of the contract you gotta play for. And we'll see what happens. So, we'll see if it comes on for a full circle. I'm not saying Tom Brady can't get him the ball, but like you said, God has a plan. And I mean, maybe this is his plan to teach him a lesson. He gonna go to the Patriots and not get the ball as much as he he thought he wasn't gonna get it in in Oakland. Or maybe, I mean, God forbid, he gets hurt. I mean, what, I mean, what happened? I mean, what, what if another receiver that the Patriots got can get open more than he can in in, in their highlights? So we'll see what happens. Um. Well, before we get off that side, I just had this to say. I mean, he's going to Pittsburgh. You know, the Patriots do things the Patriots' way. So either you're going to conform to the way they do things, or you're out of there. So exactly. And prime that's example. All I need to be back in what was it, 2010 or 2009, when Randy Moss there, went there, he 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 had yeah. to humble himself if he wanted to, you know, play in New England and he did it the Patriots way and what happened they went to the Super Bowl now they went and they lost to Eli and the Giants but hey you know they did they, they, <laughs> they almost had a perfect season mm-hmm. I wasn't an Eli fan until he beat the Patriots that year in that perfect season I did not want them breaking the Dolphins record from 1972 they may you know because that's you know that's the year I was born so they can't do that so but <laughs> 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 all right anyway well, move on my pick for the North, <laughs> them, Cle- them Cleveland Browns, they got stumped. <laughs> of course. Of course, all, all the people are going to come out and say, I told you so, I told you so. Because all of that machismo that was going on during the offseason. But you know, to be fair, it's only one game. Yes, yeah, one game. But how many more teams that are good teams I mean, Tennessee ain't no slouch. You know, they ain't got that much offense, but they are as fundamentally a good team and with a with a, with a, a average defense. So you give them bloodboard material. All they need is a couple of scores, which they got to be feeling good about themselves. And you've seen what happened. Mm-hmm. So. Now you have, have to remind me what, what, what was the score? What, what, what happened in the Cowboys game? Oh man, uh, I don't. I can't think of it offhand, but you know, the same thing. You know, they were Cowboys up, and they came back and just just beat them down. So well, I ain't. I you know, I did. I did pick it right in the north. Green Bay did beat Chicago, and Minnesota did beat um, Atlanta. So I did pick those games right. And I told you the key was Devin Cook. As long as they got that running back running the ball, Minnesota's going to be hard to stop because Kirk Cousins in spots can can uh, manage a team. He can't be the man because he's not the man. But if you got a good running game and a quarterback that knows how to keep chains moving, that's all. That's all uh, Green Bay got. I mean, not Green Bay. Uh, oh, about- not to interrupt you, but breaking news: the USA lost to France. What? 89 to 79. This just happened like 15 minutes ago. What? In basketball? In the the world, whatever these games are for this basketball, yes, they lost 89 to 79. 
Yeah, they, they're in the world championships, the the pre the prelims to the Olympic Games. Yeah. Yep. They lost. So, but back to football. The Bears' biggest problem is I think the offensive coordinator, the coach, whoever's making the calls down there, is trying to protect his quarterback no, uh, too much. So it's run, run, pass when you need to. You can't run an offense like that. You got to be unbalanced and unpredictable. Otherwise, teams are going to know that you're going to run a first and second down and throw on third if you have to, if it's more than third and five. So, I mean, that that's where I saw their biggest problem. Their defense is on point like it's supposed to be. But if your offense ain't moving the ball and they only put up three points like they did on Thursday night, that's not going to help. True. Yeah. And you've seen that defense kept them in. I mean, Green Bay, if it weren't for that touchdown, you know, who knows? Chicago might might be the winner. I don't even know if they but made you know, it inside. I don't even know if Chicago made it inside the 20. But you see... That's all Green Bay needed, you know, uh, a score to ju- rejuvenate them, and then yep. they they stay from how to play again. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers looked. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers looked pretty. I mean, he was he was Aaron Rodgers. That's just bottom line. Um, but defense did put yeah. the, they, the defense did lock them down though. I will give them that. Uh, the, 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 the defense hasn't been the Bears' problem anyway. They're all, their biggest problem since Harbaugh has been offense. Mm-hmm. And you you heard me. I said Harbaugh. That was like 20-something years ago. So, I mean, <laughs> they've, had this, they've had this problem for a long time. <laughs> Would y'all call him back in the day, Captain Comeback? <laughs> yeah. He about to be Mr. Captain out of a job up there in Michigan. He don't get stuff together. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. moving on to uh, the Giants. <clears throat> I, didn't, I thought I saw them lose, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. Did, did they lose? Yeah, they lost. They got they Dallas. Come on, man. I'm I'm telling you, them Cowboys is is as good as advertised. When they said they needed Zeke, they didn't need Zeke for the regular season. They needed him for the postseason. But I'm glad they got the deal done because goddamn, ain't kind of, uh, I, I'm sorry, because, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, keep it keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and edit it and beep your word out. <laughs> but I mean, how many yards That's did he have? Like I said, I, I don't know how many. How many yards did he have, or did he even play? Zeke, I think he had a un, yeah, he had under 100 yards, but he had a one one touchdown. He scored when they needed him to score. When they needed that, that yeah, he scored like a like a 10 or 15 yard touchdown. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was all about that Prescott. It was they was they were so worried about that. I mean, about uh, Zeke being back there that the passing lanes was open up. That's why I said, you know, and and Dak just had a field day. Well, everybody looked good. I'm gonna just tell you right now because you you know how I roll. You gonna have to convince me. Number one, the Giants ain't nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and number two. You're, you know, I mean, there's a 16 game season. You know how it go. Any given Sunday, anybody can be beat. So, but that's true. You know, I'll, I'll give. Like I said, I, like I said last week, I didn't say he wasn't good. I just don't think that he was worth paying. I mean, if he had a hell that was one year left on his contract, okay. But two years, I think that's just being flat out greedy. But hey, the game has changed across the board, whether it's basketball, football. 
just like LeBron changed the scheme of things, you know, 10 years ago when he started signing a one-year deal so he could max out his money. So, I mean, that was probably the most brilliant thing that he could have did with his career. So, yeah. what about the, uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos? Did you watch that game? I watched that game, and the Chiefs got too many damn weapons. I mean, got too many dang weapons. <laughs> I mean, they, they could pick somebody up off the street and say, hey, go run this route, and he'll make a touchdown, too. I'm just like, man. That's why I said their their problem last year in the playoffs was not their offense. Their offense literally played a perfect game. I went back and watched the game on YouTube. Their offense literally, and for a quarterback to be that young and to be that poised in a championship game, their defense is where they needed to fill the void. Now, did they do that? Did they? I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but did they get any more pieces on the defense that's going to give them that stability to be more disciplined? Yeah, I say Clark is a uh, was a definite upgrade, and then um, they got the the Honey Badger to play strong safety. So I think you know uh, I, I might be rewrung, but I think Clark. Is a is either free safety or a corner. I can't remember, but uh, you know they they knew they was deficient in the in the secondary, and that's and they and they and they corrected it. Cause so, I mean Andy Reid is like the Doc Rivers of the NFL. He's a great coach, and he can coach anybody. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he proved that you in two organizations. You know and. And nobody thought that would be a good fit, but I told you that Andy Andy Reid loved Lashawn McCoy in Philly, and then he, he that's why he took him in uh, the and Kansas City. He had eighty one yards, you know, and he didn't even play the whole game. That's what I'm telling you. I mean, that's just too much offense right there. <laughs> what about over in the uh, AFC East? I didn't even get to check uh, a chance to look at the uh, Buffalo and New York Jets games. How did they do? The Jets, I really, I was in and out on that game, uh, but the Jets ended up losing that game. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he was okay. I mean, he caught a, he caught a touchdown. You know, it showed you that his his value out of the backfield. But what it really says is that Pittsburgh needed those guys, the guys that left. Because did you see that beat down the Patriots put on them? Well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I personally don't think that Roethlisberger is any. He's, I'm not gonna say over the hill, but he. What did we say? He lost a couple steps. I mean, or I don't know what you would call it on a quarterback. He's lost some. He's lost some some touch, I guess. Because I mean, there's only so many years you can play anyway. So, so but. <laughs> I saved this one for last because I, I don't even want to I don't even know. But Detroit, what did they do? Detroit looked good. And and you know, I, I they're gonna get a lot of flack for, for letting the Cardinals come back. Be, because what happened, they was up 17 nothing and then they just started to coast. Well, my hat goes off to Tyler um to Kyler Murray because he showed that he is a good quarterback. Because the, it was seventeen nothing, all the I mean through midway through the third quarter, and then all of a sudden they get a touchdown. 
And then the fourth quarter, it was the fourth quarter, not the third, end of the third quarter. It was the fourth quarter. He scored 17 points. He brought them all the way back, and then they ended up playing to a tie. Nobody won the game. Nobody lost the game. But it just goes to show you that, you know, well, they get some talent. That, you know what the old saying goes about a prevent defense. You don't know that it doesn't work until it doesn't. So, <laughs> so, but at the same time, I know what you're saying. I mean, a good defense, I mean, I you can only play so hard, but I mean, you're professionals, you get paid to do this. So, um, I don't know. Maybe the golf, the defensive coordinator wasn't calling the right stuff in the second half, or maybe the Arizona offense saw something that they could exploit. I mean, obviously they did if they came back and they ended up in a tie. So, okay, but look who they who, who caught all those passes, Larry Fitzgerald. Now, I know y'all don't have a whole lot of talent, but Larry Fitzgerald knows how to play the game of football, and, and Duke Johnson knows how to play. You do got some pieces. You don't, you know. I mean, it's not totally uh, a pickup squad. I mean, you got to work with what you got. And then when they figure out what they have, I think the Cardinals at least will be eight and eight. I don't, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people expected. Well, the Falcons lost to the uh, Vikings. What did the Panthers end up doing? I'm sorry to say, but Cam looked like it's it's time to hang it up. He only been in the league for like eight years, though. You, <laughs> you, know, you gonna base that off of one game performance? <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to throw the football. I mean, that shoulder muscle was really messed up. I mean, he had shoulder surgery on his throwing shoulder, and he could not throw the ball deep. He was not. I mean, he wasn't on his deep ball anyway. But when you're missing your number one, I was trying to say he, he's never he's never really been a good deep throwing quarterback. Mainly because his biggest issue was he wanted to be Michael Vick. I mean, there's only one of those. So, but in Michael Vick's defense, he could throw on the run and he could throw deep. Yeah, he, yeah, he could throw the football. He just you know relied on Vick his legs a little. Yeah, but you know who Michael Vick reminded me of? Oh, Cunningham? Exactly. Because both of them could throw with no effort at all and throw it deep and on the money. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Randall, Michael Vick relied on his legs a little bit too much. I mean... He did, but it still worked. I mean, let's go back to what was... I don't even know what year it was, so I'm not even going to try to guess. But Minnesota, overtime. <laughs> 50 yards. <laughs> 50 yards. You could tell, you can't tell me that one man was able to bob and weave outside, inside and out of 11 people and they couldn't bring him down. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a Michael Vick fan. Even after all that flack he caught for what his cousin was doing on this property, yada, yada, you know what the real story was. I don't care. Like I tell people all the time, I don't care what you do in your personal life. I'm worried about how you you do what you do on the field, in the studio, on the court, whatever your profession is. So all the, the, the dog stuff aside, Michael Vick was a talented, was a talented uh, athlete, period. I mean, there's no question about that. But 50 yards in overtime. 
You remember the yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> it was a drop the mic moment. Yeah, I understand that. But, you know, RG3 is the, the flip side of that. You know? He had one good year, and he's still trying to revamp his uh, career. Now, he did come in um, um, for Lamar Jackson and, and show that he could still be a uh, an effective quarterback. So I expect somebody to pick him up. You Hold know. on a second. You're telling me that you only think Michael Vick only had one good year? No, I said RG3. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Michael Vick. Okay. I was I, I paralleled that because Michael Vick was was good and 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 using his legs. So RG three did it, but you saw the reverse effect of RG three running the football. He can't, you know. It's 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 a uh, three three four years later, and he's still trying to revamp. What yeah, he, he, what he what that? I mean, good- I, I thought his career was over when he got picked up by the Browns and didn't do nothing. But to to his to uh his defense, I mean, he, the Browns didn't have nobody protecting him. I mean, they really can't. and they still don't really. Because you look at that offensive line, they still don't have nobody. I was just about to say yeah. that's kind of a backseat <laughs> excuse. I mean, what what team? There's very few teams that have a good offensive line. I mean, everybody can't be like the '90s Cowboys. And have a line that you know like that, because Emmitt Smith was a great back. Don't get me wrong; he had tremendous talent, but he also had a line. And he'll be the first one to tell you that if he had Barry Sanders' line, there's no way he would have had the career he had. He, I've heard him say that on numerous occasions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true, but I mean, the, the line is is is. It's uh, everything. I mean, it allows you to run the ball, and it also protects your quarterback. And, you know, every, usually in a in a National Football League, you have to have an above average line to make it. Yes. If you have average or subpar, you ain't gonna make it, and that's what the Browns have been: average and subpar. I mean, because you can have an average or a little bit above average, you know, quarterback running back, and even wide receivers because anybody can run and catch. Well, mm-hmm. not anybody, but you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. if you ain't got the offensive line to give you at least three seconds back there, then there's nothing you could do, especially if you don't got a back that knows how to find the hole. I mean, everybody doesn't have Barry Sanders and Bam Morris speed because Bam Morris was explosive. He just was on the wrong team. Yeah, Super, <laughs> Super Bowl 93. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... <laughs> his <laughs> he just like the weed too much. Yeah, that is true too. But I mean, you know. Anyways, moving on. You see, your girl uh, Venus made it to the finals, but ended up getting beat by that nineteen-year-old. Yeah, but you know, I, I it was bittersweet. It was bittersweet because she's still looking for that twenty-fourth grand slam. But nobody, it was. It was sweet in the fact that it, nobody counted this this white girl from Canada. You know, she's like the 16th seed, and she went all the way to the finals. She's specking everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same time, not very many people gave Venus the chance, or I'm sorry, Serena, the chance to even get to the finals. That's true, too. 
and she was making people. I mean, she looked like Serena. Oh, I mean, it was over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, six one, six two. I mean, she was spanking people. Now I know we promised to touch on some baseball, but honestly, I don't even know who's in the league lead in either conference. Do you? Well, I've been I have been guilty of that too, but since my my uh. Tampa Bay Razor in the AL East. I've been keeping a close eye on that. The Yankees are in the lead. In the, in the lead. Second place is my Rays because Boston keeps on losing just like they lost last night. <laughs> so, y'all keep on losing. <laughs> keep on winning and we'll catch the Yankees and we'll be the AL East champ. <laughs> what about... uh? The NL, who's uh, who's in the league over there? I mean, it's, u- it's usually the Cardinals and 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 like the uh, the Giants, San Francisco Giants, and, and maybe I don't even know who they have in the National League over. And the Dodgers, that's it. The uh, Dodgers are the AL West leading team. Is Baker? Uh, where's Baker? Uh, Dusty Baker? Is he still in uh in Washington? Uh. Last I checked, but you know, don't get me to lie. I, I keep a, uh, a good focus on baseball next week. I have some baseball information. Yeah, because we're getting but, down to crunch time pretty much. It's about to be, you know, who's going to be getting the wild card. And it'll be easier for me to keep track when it's just play, when it's the playoffs, because then I can say, okay, <laughs> I only got six teams to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rays, my hat's off to Rays because they are leading the AL wild card. You know, you get two spots out, but right. Basketball is any uh any last minute moves before the season kicks off next month. Um, basketball wise, everything is pretty much cooled down as far as basketball wise. I mean, I I really don't have too much news other than you know the whole second Kobe thing. I mean, and then the just uh, signing uh. Dwight Howard. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I I really now I really can't wait for the basketball season to start because I really want to see how this is gonna play out. Because when he was over in Atlanta, I forgot who did the interview. One of one of the ladies from ESPN. She's a real good one too. It wasn't Rachel Nichols. It was somebody else. But anyways, she said uh-huh. that she had an interview. She interviewed him, and he seemed to be like he was real. He's 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 really timid. Even though he's big, and he is, he easily. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like if he can't if he can't please anybody, he gets down on himself, and it's hard for him to pull himself out of that. So I don't know if there if he's gotten help for that. I don't want to say he needs therapy or anything because that's not my place, but. He just and you said it last week he has not been the same since he left Orlando. When he was in Orlando, he was a beast. I mean, could nobody stop him? He was like the Shaq Jr. You know what I'm saying? Of like his first four or five years. But ever since he left Orlando, he he's been like, to, to put it bluntly, he's been a punk. I mean, you could, you could go inside on him. I mean, you could back him down. I mean, he he, he wasn't stopping nobody. I don't know what happened to the White House. Because <laughs> didn't, didn't he come right out of high school in Atlanta? 
Ain't that where he came from? Yeah, I, I think he did come out of high school. I'm not too sure, but I know he he said he was the second coming. And, I mean, he must have was pretty good if Shaq going to give you the Superman. That's why Shaq always jabbing him, because he's supposed to take over the mantle of Superman. Man, but when he was in Orlando, he was. He was. He, he, he could have been. Who was Superman? No, Superman didn't have a sidekick. So, I guess he would have been Superman Jr. But he, he was. <laughs> I mean, he was beast mode, if there is such a thing in basketball, down in Orlando. Now, they didn't win a lot of games, but he was still getting his, you know, dunking, blocking shots, taking it in the paint, whatever. But after he left Orlando, it was like, he, whatever he had in Orlando, he left it there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Kobe took his confidence because oh, Kobe no. was trying to be the ball hog back then, you know. I'm the star. trying to be. <laughs> Kobe was a ball hog. <laughs> But to but to but to Kobe's credit, he was a ball hog. But look, I I can't think of very many games where Kobe didn't get the job done. Hey, I feel you know. If everybody- I, and, and a lot of people will be mad at me for this, but I'm gonna say it. Kobe was Jordan Jr. I would say he was the most of all the people they said they're gonna take the mantle. He was the most. He was the closest to it. I put it that way. I, I don't know. I ain't gonna... Kobe was Kobe. He's a black mamba. He's his own man. I'll leave it at that. All right. Hey, look, I'm just saying, because they both had that killer instinct. They'll both put their foot on the gas pedal and they ain't stopping until they're done. They're not going to, you know, get in the lane and, and, and pass the ball. They taking it to the cup. They getting fouled. They getting to the free throw line. They shooting that three at the buzzer. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. That it's, 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 it's they way a bust, but, you know, even Jordan realized. Because even, when the, the even when the Lakers had that team of Malone, Shaq, um, Peyton, Rick Fox, and then Kobe was on that team. That team that went up against uh, the no-name, I'm going to call them the no-name Pistons that ended up winning the championship that year. If it wasn't for Kobe, they would have got swept in that series. You remember that game three, falling out of bounds, three-pointer he hit to send it into overtime? He don't hit that shot. They get swept. Yeah, that's true. All right, but that was that was a different Pistons team back then, too. <laughs> hey, but they was also coached by the, the great Larry Brown. So, and Larry Brown knew how to coach some defense. Yeah, and he, just didn't, he just didn't have the pieces. In, yeah, yeah, and he didn't have the he didn't have the pieces in Philadelphia for Iverson that he needed. But had he had a few more pieces, mm-hmm. they would have won a championship. Oh yeah, I mean I, Iverson was the man. Now, I mean he he brought Philly to the to the title game. They didn't get the job done, but you know. Well, of course, because they had to play the Lakers and Shaq. So I mean, uh, Kobe. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Kobe. Don't come after me. The Lakers and Kobe and Shaq just happened to be on that team. But what? yeah, I say Shaq ain't good, but according to your boy, and I quote, if. Jack had my work ethic. We'd have more championships. Ain't that what you told me last week? Hey, I can't. I can't argue with that because he wasn't. He wasn't that hungry, you know. After after them three titles, he's like, I'm fed, you know. He he, he wasn't as. But I'll give. I'll give. Uh, I'll give Kobe. I'll give both of them. They do. Well, 
I don't know. How do you feel about that? I'll wrap, we'll wrap it up with this. Kobe got two more rings after Shaq. Shaq only got one more after Kobe. What do you, I mean, I, so, because I was about to say Kobe needs Shaq and Shaq needs Kobe like, like Pippen and Jordan needed each other. But Jordan and Pippen didn't win rings without each other. Them two did. Yeah. Well, it was, it was because, you know, Shaq, the give uh, uh wasn't that Jerry West? Wasn't he the general manager at the for the Lakers at the time? Yeah, he was. Okay, to give him his credit, because he's seen that this young, energetic guy, he's the long term play, and so that's where he went with. I mean, he could have stuck with Shaq and said this is a Shaq team, and you gotta learn to play with Shaq. But you know, Shaq wasn't. You know, I gotta hit the weight room every day. Shaq wanted to hit the street or hit the the movie set. You know, he had he was like LeBron in in, in that aspect. You know, he had other things going on, rap and music and movies and yeah, he, basketball wasn't his main concern. So I, I take my hat off to Jerry West and and going with Kobe, but Shaq was the man. What he wanted to be, and I was a pro. <laughs> mm, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I can live with that because you know you're right. Because when he when he was down in Orlando, he was I mean he was Superman. I mean he had Nick the Brick and 3D and and a couple mm-hmm. other pieces, but he still was the man. When he went to the Lakers, he was in Hollywood, so there were some other distractions that he decided to go with. Even though they did get those three championships. But like you mm-hmm. said, after work, I mean, after basketball, it was like you know, club, studio. You know, am I am I gonna have you know, groupies falling all over me? Whatever the case may be. So, yeah, Kobe lived, ate, and breathed basketball. So, yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean? That's what. That's where it wins in the end, you know. Who who wants it? As my coach would say, who who wants it? Now, I said we was gonna wrap it up, but I got one more topic I want to touch on. <clears throat> we I was talking to another one of my sports people the other day. Um, he ain't good enough to be on my show, but we talked. <laughs> <laughs> but I would ask you the same question I asked him: What classifies somebody as the greatest of all time? Do we go on how many championships they got? Do they have championships, character, um, popularity? What is it? So is is it rings or championships, or are we going on all around as a person? I think it has to include everything. I mean, championships is a big part of it, and it's undisputed that you know the the Chicago Bulls are the only team to go undefeated. You know, six and zero in the finals. You know, two stints as three Peters. You know, they're the only team to do that. Everybody, every other, has, and even the league on the screen, they've lost it and they come back and, and win it, you know. But every time the Bulls made it to the finals, they won the whole thing. So I'm right. I can't take that away from Michael Jordan. So, I was talking in There's aspects, of, you know, not just basketball, but sports all around. So let's let's just go 
Let's just cut to the chase. Is Tom is Tom Brady the greatest yes, of all time because he has six rings? No. That doesn't make him I mean, that makes great for his field. That makes makes him the best quarterback that ever uh quarterback the game. But it's more than that. I mean, when you look at uh LeBron, because you know, I'm I'm a big LeBron fan. I mean, you look at him giving back to the community, he's always trying to empower uh other people to do you know, do to do better. And that's what it that's what it that's what a true champ does. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, for for your time, you was the man. I mean, for your field, you know, the, as far as championships go. But to me, all right, it's, I'm it's a, I'm a all encompassing. I, and I you know? agree with what you just said about Tom Brady and his era. That's what I guess I think that's the politically correct way of saying it. But if I had to go back in time, my my pick for a quarterback, and you're probably gonna be surprised because you know who I like a lot. But my pick of a quarterback because of his the lack of the line that he had and still got the job done. He broke every record in the book, even though he never won a Super Bowl. And I think you know who I'm talking about. But that's who I'm but that's who I'm picking to lead my team because he was an iron. Mm-hmm. And that would be and that would be Dan Marino. There was to me, exactly. there was nobody that was more accurate mm-hmm. with deep ball, short ball, running the team. I mean, he could run the no huddle without even looking at the sideline. Uh, and, and you're like, like Miami knows, you know, there's only one Dan Marino, and they still haven't found Personally, I don't a replacement for that guy. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> you know, and, you know, it, it's been almost what t- t- twenty years like now since that man graduated. Man. graduated. I think he retired in like '93, so we're pulling up on 15, 20 years. So, but yeah. <laughs> Even as great and as Brett Favre that, was, that's I saying something, you know. Brett Favre was he was good, but he he was he he was not. There was only one damn Marino, like you said. So, so, all right, we're gonna wrap mm-hmm. this up. But before we go, I definitely want to let y'all know to email us questions, corrections if we made a mistake on the show, or comments to stir it up at iCloud.com. That's spelled with a U S T U R I T U P at iCloud.com. Hit us on Twitter at Stir It Up Live, or you can just subscribe to the blog, stirredup.wordpress.com. We do want to have a segment where we answer y'all's questions, comments, and, you know, apologize for mistakes we might have made on Sports Talk with OJ. All right. <clears throat> that was this week's show. Thanks for listening. We'd like to thank OJ and TTJTech.net for stopping by with their segments, of course. Sports Talk with OJ and TTJ, TTJTech.net. You know, we always talk about something different. And then the uh, the Food for Thought segment, of course. So we also like to thank Sherry for her great compilations of music that we were able to use in this episode of the Stir It Up podcast. And remember, email us, stir it up at iCloud.com, S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P at iCloud.com at Stir It Up Live on Twitter and Periscope. And of course, we have the blog and the, the, uh, 
YouTube page and we also have you know the um what else do we have that's it <laughs> anyway email us and let us know how you you know like the show suggestions questions we're gonna have a new Q&A section once y'all start to send in those questions and uh, we'll go from there enjoy your week